0: it's time for In The Nest Show. Welcome everyone. We're so glad you're here. I'm Suzanne.
1: And I'm Crystal.
0: And today's show is going to be really exciting. We're going to talk about circle time, how we do it, and share with you how you can do it. Lots of tips and strategies. And I'm excited. Crystal doesn't even know this, but we have a surprise guest today. Last week, we talked about centers and stations. That was an exciting show, lots of good information. You guys are spot on. I'm sure that our educators out there were thrilled to get all that information. And so this week, we're going to take a closer look at more group instruction. And Amy and Crystal, these fabulous educators, will give you lots of good definitions and tips and strategies on that. I think that, Crystal, circle time can go awry, can't
1: it? It can. You gotta keep them engaged you gotta have some tips in your tool belt to pull out when you get those kids off track and trying to pull them back in and so it's it's really a a good chance for the class to be with their peers and to learn all together the same ideas but it does you have to have some tricks so hopefully we'll give some of those tricks to you today and get you inspired to do some more circle time in your classroom setting
0: so are you guys going to show them what to do what a circle time consists of
1: we are and all the things that you can teach in a circle time setting we actually do a morning circle time and an afternoon circle time so with amy we'll break that down and let you know what concepts are taught in the morning and then in the afternoon oh there's an afternoon circle time there is an afternoon circle time that's awesome Get them back together in the afternoon, after lunch, regroup, and Hmm. teach a little bit more in that whole group setting. And I think it's like everything else that we do here
0: that we've learned is that consistency and structure are about everything that we do has that framework around it, doesn't it, Crystal?
1: Sure. Even the rugs that we use for circle time, we're a big fan of rugs that have specific spots for the children to sit on. Uh, My favorite is a rug that has 16 big green circle spots so the kids know exactly where to sit. Just identified areas for them to sit in and to know their personal space and just to know how to behave when they're in that setting. Hopefully Amy and I will go over some things that she uses too, some strategies she uses. Well, I
0: think you guys should get your notebooks out and your pencils ready because I know these two and they're gonna give you some good things that you could take right back to your role, whether you're an educator in the home, or you have a school, Uh, the surprise guest. Okay, Crystal, I'm glad you brought that up. We do have a surprise guest. The surprise guest today, Miss Crystal, is Miss Crystal. Yay! So excited. Thank you.
1: Wow, what a surprise.
0: <laughs> and what's exciting about Crystal is. She has so many hats and so many roles here at The Nest. And I've written down a few, and I'm going to ask her some questions and get her to talk about them. But Crystal is a very well-balanced. She's an incredible amount of skill and talent. She's my teacher about how to be a teacher. And I've learned so much from Crystal through the years that I've been fortunate enough to know her. Uh, When I watch her do a lesson, I say, I can do better. I can do that. I can follow her example. So uh, it's really exciting. Okay. I'm going to draw some things out, Ms. Okay. Crystal, about you. I have you written down here as a curriculum writer and you test all the curriculum. Nothing goes on left. Even our crafts and arts activities, we don't just create them and then say, well, we hope this works. Do we?
1: We don't. I really do research the curriculum and, for example, the books that I pick out for the teachers to read to the kids. I have read each and every book. I make sure they're age-appropriate. I make sure that they follow along as far as our principles and our moral values as well. I make sure that the pictures are simplistic, enough for them to be engaged in that whole group setting to listen to a story. Yes, everything is well thought out before I even introduce it to the kids, for sure. You've got to be prepared before you sit down with those littles.
0: Crystal is highly credentialed, highly educated, and she's had a lot of great experience writing curriculum. But let's go back just a minute, Crystal, because one of the things I love and admire about you is how you are as a mom and a wife and how you are in your home and again you teach me and you teach others people can learn from you just have this incredible way of being with people and so tell us about your family i know there's a good picture of them up right now
1: oh, okay <laughs> well, my husband heath and i have been together over 20 years we've been married for 13 we have two great boys case who's 11 and wyatt who is 7 and their path started me on my path for the nest they're both nest kids they both graduated from the nest had a very good foundation and are doing very well in public school here in local argyle texas and i'm just an active mom they're involved in sports they're involved in chess and they just love school. In fact, today they were so excited to get up and ready to go back and see their oh, kids. I love see that. Their friends. I, I know, love that. Me too.
0: So, um, while you're talking about those two boys, yeah. tell us about why you personally believe in the two day or three day school when they're that little and precious and just they're small. Tell me why you think it's a great idea to have them at home some. Sure. Talk about that.
1: I feel very blessed that I was able to stay at home with the kids. Mm -hmm. I think that's a sacrifice that my husband and I decided to make just to depend on his income and really just allow me to be at home and be present with the boys. And just having that foundation, that family foundation with the boys, I feel like just really set them up with a good sense of safety and love Mm -hmm. coming from the home first and the two days was just enough when they were that little to get that social setting to be taught by other adults to have that relationship with other adults besides mommy and daddy and just to start just to begin that ownership but not too early when Mm -hmm. they start Real school is what I say, or oh. full-time, big school, uh-huh. yes. Yes, should sure. big school. It's a lot of time away from mom and dad. And so I really believe that two days is enough, especially with what we do here. And it just allowed that extra time for me to be with the boys on the extra days and, and do our own exploring and our own learning together.
0: And you encourage other parents. Talk about how when you're interviewing touring parents for here at The Nest, how you share with them. We want you to have that time at home. We want you to play with them. Talk about that because you don't just want it for yourself. You're passionate about sharing that with other parents. You believe children need their parents and their home.
1: I do. And I think it's valuable to have other families that feel the same way. And so I encourage the parents here to reach out and meet other nest families and get together on those days that we're not at school and go to Chick-fil-A and go to the public library and park and park. Yeah. Exactly. Play and in just, their
0: backyard. Your yeah. kids have a fort in their backyard. If you guys could see their yard, you would crack up because those kids are climbing up in that fort. It's been it's the first time I saw it. I went, Man, that's the tallest fort I've ever seen. And she's like, they're boys. And having raised two boys. I'm like, I get yeah. it.
1: Just creating those friendships. Oh, speaking of that, I've
0: got some slides in here on some, your boys with some friends that they made at the nest and uh, one of them, we got little AJ in there. We've got some other friends and you've talked to me frequently about you came to the nest and you were, you came as a parent first and then you told me, Hey, Suzanne, I I think I could help you. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you did. But talk about the lifelong Christian families and friends that you are blessed with because this is how you do life. Talk about that.
1: So Case was my first son that I shipped away for two days when he was three, and he met Nolan and Cannon. And so I got to know those moms. Like I said, we met each other dropping the kids off and just decided to do play dates on the other days, and that just created this bond with our families too. Not only with the kids, but with the moms as well, and I trust my kids and those families. Yeah. When they go to their houses, I know that they have the same moral values and principles as my husband and I do, yep. and now they're lifelong friends. My, like I said, Case is 11. His two best buddies are Nolan and Cannon. They were at my house last week. The moms and I were going to lunch on Friday. So we just, we still have those connections, which I think is great what we have here at The Nest.
0: And having Crystal actually in school now, having getting to watch her children go from two-year-olds and three-year-olds and be the little babies here and watching them now as in, what, fifth grade and first, second grade? And to get to keep seeing that story unfold has been amazing. And because your ear is to the track, so to speak, you can see them winning awards. Nest kids win awards. I personally think it's because they have confidence. They have a, an incredible curriculum. They learn structure. They're learning purpose. They have enough confidence that they develop here, the way we do our program, that when you're confident, you could make a mistake. You'll say, I'm going to try it. And our kids try it. So talk about that. You've seen some of our kids being leaders. Talk about what you've seen as our kids have gone on to either private school or public school and elementary school. Talk about what you've seen.
1: At my boys' school, they just basically do one award and that's it. And it's called the Citizenship Award. And they do it four times a year and for two students per class. And my boys have fortunately gotten that award and I'll look around and, and see the other kids that have gotten the awards as well and it, I always see nest kids there. there's a
0: nest there's a nest yeah, kid. we call just, it being nestified right when you've gone through our program yes. and you've been here especially a number of years we say nestified it's not sanctification they're sanctified it's nestified but it's pretty powerful and yeah, it's, it's pretty nice amazing and it, it's sure. a pleasure to watch our children be leaders out in the world crystal we say two things here at the nest we say academically excellent and we say biblically integrated. And your curriculum that you've authored and you've worked with other teachers here and we've worked together on a lot of the biblical part and we've all sat around and roundtabled and we've said but we need to have this and we want to be sure the kids do this. And so you've been the one that's taken those ideas and put them in writing and our curriculum is just so beautiful. That's why it's fun to come to you guys because we're going to get into things like our standards, our promises that we teach our children. And that's one of the foundational things. If you can teach children, I will work hard and do my best. And you teach children that morality and why we do the right thing, it comes out of God's word. God wants us to do our best. God wants us to treat others with love and respect. And so that foundation, but talk about how you get academic excellence with biblical integration in a shorter program than most schools. And yet our kids are excelling and every school in the area wants a nest kid because of how far along they are academically, but also how far they are with that spiritual integration. Can you talk about how do we do both of those things? And how can other schools, we really want other schools to be able to do this. Can you share that idea with people?
1: You don't want to waste time. You just have two days. So not wasting time means you need to have a plan. And that really is the basis of our curriculum, is to have our daily lesson plan. And it's very structured in that this is what we give the teachers this is what you teach for this twenty minutes everything is given to them as far as the schedule and that way when they're here for those two days they are engaged the whole entire time from when they get out of the car until they leave at two thirty and they're exhausted parents usually say. But I was going to say, when
0: we do tours here at the Nest, and all of our families must come in, they must go through the tour, we do an assessment of the child to make sure they're socially, they're ready to learn, and we take them around a live campus, and we go by all of our classrooms, and the number one thing parents say is, goodness, these children are just, they're so happy. They're having so much fun. They're so well-behaved. The classroom is so organized. Is that part of that structure that you're talking about?
1: Of course. And make sure that your activities and the books that they read, everything is planned out. And speaking of the books, that's how I integrated the academics with the spiritual part. I, I took a lot of time an effort in selecting these books, making sure that these books have a moral lesson behind them Absolutely. that tie into our nine biblical themes. And so that's the basis of how I connected them is through reading through these stories and through bringing the Bible stories to life in the class. And then of course, integrating them through chapel and resource room and other ways as well. And then what outside <laughs>
0: standards, like I know in our kindergarten, what is that called? Teaks? Yes. Uh, most people probably don't know that word. Can you tell people what that is? And it is a national it's standard Texas also. It's
1: Essential Knowledge and Skills. So every state has state standards, basically objectives that we are needing to teach our children per grade, okay, needing to teach the students. Preschool, they're just basic standards or things that the state suggests that you learn. So I did use those when I was writing the preschool curriculum, but our kindergarten curriculum is definitely founded upon the TEKS. And so you can see that all the uh, teak objectives embedded in our kindergarten curriculum.
0: And I think I'm going to wrap up with saying one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is because we get such incredible feedback from our parents. Our grandparents thank us for being here and thank us for their, their our investment in their child and what they're seeing, the things that are coming out of their child because of this kind of school. And so Crystal, I just want to say personally i hope i tell you this often enough you are such an amazing person you're such an integral part of what we do here crystal's official job is the director of education and we're going to get into things like how do you train teachers because i'm a big person i'd rather sell than tell and i'd rather get them excited and and inspired by why and what we're doing and then they go out and they're awesome teachers because they're doing it because it's in their heart so we don't have time to cover it all today but boy I would definitely stay tuned to future episodes because you're gonna see all the background, all the little things that we do and the big things that we do to nestify kids and to make kids successful learners so that they go on to big school ready and prepared. Thank you, Crystal, for being an awesome special guest. You That's handled nice yourself surprise. was a good surprise. Thank you. And we're gonna go now to our next segment and we're glad, glad to have Miss Amy back and you guys have seen her before and she'll be on a lot of our episodes. She's very knowledgeable also. She's an educator, a formally trained educator and teacher and we're thrilled to have her. She's going to talk about circle time and boy she's got some great videos she's going to show you and she's got some techniques and strategies that you can take into your classroom or if you're homeschooling you're going to see how she's showing you these things but it's it really applies in any environment so let's go now to our circle time and amy we're so glad to have you with us
1: Okay, so now we have my pal Amy here with us, and we are going to dive into the two-word circle time. I feel like it's evolved a lot since I've been teaching. I always think of circle time as... The time in the morning in the morning when you teach calendar and you welcome everybody to the day and you just do like pledge and for us prayer and things like that and so we did come up with a circle time guide that the teachers use at the nest here and it dives into ideas for the general overall things that you can talk about in circle time in the right. morning as far as behavior and prayer and calendar and things like that. But I feel like it's evolved, and you've taught me that. The circle time is more like the words for whole group learning.
2: Yeah, I I like that teaching the kids that coming together. It's like our family time, and it's important. What happens in circle is important, and I think that's maybe the shift that's been made is that in the past, We did it, but it was just a routine kind of thing. And now that they see, no, this is the important part of our day. And that's why I encouraged us to even try to have a a second circle time during the day, just to reset and restart and then, you know, hit that important stuff again together as a family, together as a group.
1: So what do you use circle time for?
2: I do use it for whole group instruction. Yes, it's that intro. Yes, it's that come together. But I felt like it was really important to... While I have their attention, while I have them just sitting there all together, that's when we hit the important education pieces, that whole group learning that they need to have. And that's, again, why we said let's do this again in the afternoon so that we've got that time to teach them those important things while they're together and we have their attention.
1: And you do have to have those tips and tricks in your tool belt because you do we whole group you got 16 kids on the rug yeah you're 15 minutes in and yeah somebody's getting swirly and oh you know.
2: always somebody's always getting squirrely yes always yes and so we're hoping that's what you guys are going to grab from this is you're going to see not only how we do it but how you can immediately implement that into your own classrooms or even into your home if you're homeschooling and what are some little tips and tricks that you can grab those squirrels with
1: yes even transitioning <laughs> from circle time to the next session or transitioning from being at their tables to circle time is a big thing, a big tip that we can give them as well absolutely let's go ahead and see if we can show some video to you guys okay so I think we're gonna take a peek into your classroom yep and I think we're gonna start with this is the pledge right yes it is is. how you start your circle time in the morning yep this is how I
2: get them pulled over to the carpet you'll see me I'm grabbing my leader there Mm -hmm. she is the leader for the week so she gets two chances two chances chances. and then you're out two Two tries out. (laughs) so she'll get to lead the pledge in the morning and the kids really look forward to doing that And then as soon as we're done with the pledge, you'll see in this next video, we do our student promise. And I really love starting the day with that because I like that kind of sets the expectations for the day. We're telling the kids what's expected of them, what they should anticipate hearing from me, and what I expect to come from them.
1: It looks like you have hand motions, too, which is great. We do. Great tool for them to have to remember these, these promises. And they're
2: biblically based, and I love that. I love the hand motions that go with it. It really helps the kids remember. And sometimes when I've got to correct somebody, it could be as simple as me holding up a finger and and doing the little motion. I will obey the first time every time. And they're like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to get on that. I like
1: to see that the circle time they're standing. They don't always have to sit.
2: Right. And you'll see, too, with this next um, little transition that we're going to show you, this is our welcome song. And they get to do a little dance with that. And it really transitions well into the learning portion of circle time. They'll, you'll see them sit down here, it says, I can listen, I'll show you how, I can sit, and then they go right into sitting. And I, I just like that kind of sets them up, and you'll see them giggling, because we, we make it fun, we have to balance on one shoe, and Again, so they enjoy that. are using
1: all of their body parts. They're, you're using their hands, their face, their yeah. legs and now oh it looks like they're they're transition yeah to sitting. Well, and then great. you'll
2: see me we'll pull our leader again in this next clip and okay. she is going to go over to the window and she's going to tell us what the weather is and I like this we're singing a little song to ask her what's the weather and I like this because it also helps build their vocabulary we're asking them to look outside we're asking them to make observations and then we're asking them to put that into words and I like that this is a good vocabulary builder and again keeps every Everybody engaged. It's not just my leader going over to the window, right. but all of my friends sitting on the carpet. They're singing a song, and that's just a great idea to utilize in your circle time. It's the
1: kids excited to be leader for the week, too. Absolutely. They get to see those leadership roles and what they do in circle time. Yeah. So what's next? We have...
2: Calendar. calendar? Okay. Yeah. And you'll see, again, we're doing silly dances with calendar. I know that calendar can be a hot topic when it comes right. to circle time, that children these age this age may not necessarily understand that concept of time. But we're using it for so many other reasons. I'm talking about what letter does November start with? What sound do we hear in November? We're using memorization for days of the week. We're using ordinal numbers when we're talking about today's the first, today's the second today's the third and again you're planting the seed and I think that's important to remember to use those kinds of things to plant the seed yes they may not necessarily understand the entire thing right now but you're planting that seed that's going to grow as they get older and
1: just so everyone remembers this is a pre-k class so it's a pre-K. four and five year olds yes okay
2: Yeah. And then next you'll see us start to get into the meat of our morning circle. So right now we're doing alphabet and I like to change up alphabet. So this is a fun little tip and trick. Don't always sing it. In fact, we never sing the alphabet. Uh, Yes,
1: you have taught me that. We (laughs) We, sing it. We never sing it.
2: it. We have to say it. And so we always say the alphabet because we want the children to know that each letter is its own thing. It's not just words in a song. So they will go through and they will say it forwards and then I actually have them say it backwards. Yes. But today on this little video here, you're seeing them and we are going completely out of order. Okay. They've learned to follow the pointer wherever the pointer goes, their eyeballs go. And you'll even see me like, I'll check a kid or two. Hey, where are you looking? Are you checking the right spot? And this is a great way to make sure they're paying attention because I'm skipping around and I'm not doing it in order. I'm not doing it in the order that they expect.
1: And why do you do that? Why do you not do order?
2: I want them to look at each letter as an independent lesson, so to speak. That's how we teach it. So that's how I want to reiterate it. That's how I want to practice it. It, Each letter is a separate entity, not words of a song. It's helping with recognition. It's helping with, you know, their memory. And it's just another fun way to emphasize it and make sure that they're paying attention. And then you'll see us go directly into phonics. And so this is where we are um, utilizing our little guide here that we've that we've made too. Mm-hmm. And this is teaching them things like word awareness, rhyming, breaking down into syllables. And this is just a progression that we go through at the speed of whatever the kids are ready for. So what I'm doing in my forest classroom may not be exactly what the teacher next door is doing in her forest classroom, but we all are following in our phonics guide and we are all teaching the kids the same thing. We're just going at the pace that the class is ready for. For. And then here we're going through and we're working on our letter of the day. So you'll see we're doing H. And I love how we've written this phonics I curriculum. And it's so great to hit all of the different learning styles. You'll see we're marching. Yeah. We're hiking, actually, because it is Harper Hiker. Harper the Hiker. Harper yes. the Hiker. And she is hiking up the hill, the hill as she says her sound. And she's very hot. So we talk about her hiker hat. And so I love that we're hitting all of those great Hs words. And we're reiterating that H sound over and over again with our really awesome phonics curriculum there. So I'm excited about that. Great. Yeah. And then you're not going to see the rest of it on video, but we can talk about it. We go and we use your amazing curriculum and that's where we'll start and we'll do our reading lesson or our Bible lesson. We flow directly into that.
1: Seems like a lot. It does. Can you tell us time frame wise how much time um, you spend on all of these components? I would say our
2: total time from when we call them to the circle till when we release them from the circle, it's probably going to be 20 minutes towards the beginning of the year, 30 minutes towards the end of the year, because obviously okay. as time goes on, they're able to sit for a little bit longer. But again, what you've seen in that video is they're not sitting. They're not sitting. Nope. We're up, we're dancing, we're moving, we're right. interacting, we're walking around the classroom, we're pointing things out. Right. We'll literally get them up, go find the letter H in the classroom, go find something in the classroom that starts with the letter H. So they're moving non-stop. And then, super important, the last thing that we will do is we will wrap it up with prayer, and they know that's their that's the end of circle time and it's a great way to transition then into the rest of our day and yeah that's that's something that
1: that we've included in our circle time guide that is part of our curriculum is helping with prayer and the prayer it it relates to the topic or the unit theme so that's good to have absolutely because you don't want to have to think of something on the fly it's there for you good resource You also talk about an afternoon circle. Yes. Can you give us a little bit of information on that and what you cover in the afternoon?
2: Yeah, we've taken afternoon circle and we've really run it like morning circles. We have movement. We start it with maybe a little yoga or even just some silly animal stretches or a fun song like Down by the Day. A little down, down by the day. A little rhyming song, Down by the Day, also known as Down by Down the, the, the Bay.
1: bay.
2: Okay. <laughs> hey, I was rhyming.
1: South. <laughs> Sounds better. Down by the bay. Yeah.
2: So we'll do a fun little song or a movement just to, again, reset their bodies, right. reset their mind. We will review all of our math concepts. So we'll count to 100. We'll go over our shapes. We'll go over our colors. We'll work on our ordinal numbers. We'll work on tally marks. We'll work on 10 frames. We just review everything that we've been doing. And then we teach the math lesson. So it's, again, that let's get their bodies moving. Let's right. teach them in different ways. Let's reset. And then let's give them that important stuff before we send them out
1: I think even just scheduling could be a whole another podcast itself oh absolutely just so our viewers know when you do circle time you teach all those components and then you go into the stations where they have to do with letter like for example you know in the morning your circle time you're introducing the letter so then those stations after circle time in the morning are going to be involving the letter and the sound. So
2: introduce it whole group, practice it in our small groups. Same with afternoon. Same with the afternoon. Yes. Yeah. do
1: your math stations after your um, afternoon circle time where you introduce it. Yeah.
2: And I think people are always very impressed with how the kids flow and function. And, you know, we did say that sometimes... Circle time can be a little chaotic and it may look like that. It's really resetting them and getting them to move forward and getting them to be prepared. And so one teacher tips and tricks, we said we we promised we'd give those yes. as often as we could. So I would say my biggest tip and trick for your circle time is to keep them engaged by changing it up. So if it's changing how they're seated, changing them to moving, changing how you do the alphabet. Keep your layout the same, keep your outline the same, also, but make sure you change it a little. And
1: as a teacher, as the presenter, as the star, you've got to change your tone. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're losing them, throw in an accent in there. Or whisper voice. Yeah, or whisper voice, just something different. So that, that change in how you're teaching can keep them engaged. absolutely.
2: Well. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: All right. I think this was a great curriculum corner, and I appreciate you always coming in, Amy, and giving us all your tips and tricks, and showing us a little peek into your daily life and your circle time. Yeah. And uh, can't wait till next time. Sounds great. And next up, we have Suzanne with the news.
0: We're back to the news. I am so excited. One thing that we want to be sure that we communicate to you guys as you're listening to us and perhaps picking up some of our strategies and wondering where we came from and what our criteria is to be bringing you this is that we study the industry. We study, of course, education, but we study what is the research behind these topics that we're bringing to you. And I like to share articles. Me personally, I am adamant about knowing what the research says and really reading it and understanding it so that when we're developing things, we realize what we're hitting. So this first article that you're seeing is a about early morning morning activities. And there's so many benefits. And I think Crystal and Amy touched on it, but this article really backs up what they were saying. It's a magical time for kids. It creates creativity. It fosters social skills. It promotes body awareness. You saw the kiddos getting up and they were jumping and very multi-sensory, very kinesthetic kind of approaches. And then I think they went into a lot of the purpose of a good circle time. And I think you saw social and emotional development. You see they're practicing. I love kids practicing skills that we're trying to teach them. Social skills like taking turns, listening to others, sharing ideas. Don't just keep it to yourself like what we're doing here exploring and understanding their emotions. You don't always get your way, and let's talk that through. It's not always your turn. And what is that concept? They get to do storytelling. They get to do role-playing. They develop their oral language skills. I loved it when that little student went ran over to the window, and she became a weather reporter that day. And every day that, that you use this, let your kids report the weather. I was just saying, I was wondering what the temperature was yesterday, and I pulled up my phone and looked. Instead of opening the door and going outside, we're opening the door and going outside, and that's what you should be doing. I think that when you have a circle time with a teacher and it's all the group activities, it nurtures and it improves their attention span, and we want that with small children. We want them to be able to, to stretch themselves and push themselves. It reinforces academic concepts. We always know that there's an academic purpose in what we're doing, but the child doesn't know it because guess what, they're playing. They're just playing. The stretching, Amy mentioned about stretching and exercising and I think gratitude circles, let them take turns. We just uh, came off of Thanksgiving and uh, teaching children, it's a big, it's one of our character traits is teaching thankfulness. So you could see how even something like that ties in to a good circle time. So listening, walking, there's so many things you can do at the circle time. And then the other article that I brought to you, and I love this one because it starts off, no two children are the same. And boy, if you saw and enjoyed those children actually sitting in a circle time and doing all those activities that Miss Amy was leading them in, you would see that they all approach it differently. They're all hearing something different. They're all smiling at different times and laughing and joking around. And so they're getting acquainted with their classmates. They're getting their creative juices flowing. When Miss Amy asks them a question, they have to think about it a minute. What does that mean to me? What experience do I have with that? How do I, maybe I go to the weather and and I say it looks cloudy and the teacher might ask them, does it look cloudy? Do you see the sun out? Oh, you know what? I do see the sun. So you can just see that there's a lot of things that children can learn from that. And so I would encourage you to just jot down these articles and where they're found and who the authors are. And I promise you that each time we bring you a podcast... We will back it up with what the meaning is and what the research says and why it's important. And we want you to be informed and educated when you're teaching small children. such a critical time in their life, and they are so capable of learning, especially through the age of five. Uh, children have such a huge brain capacity, and so we really take advantage of that, and uh, we really pour a lot of information into them in a playful, friendly, fun way. We do a lot of thematic play. So the thing that I'm really excited as we go into our next segment, I think that we want to do something fun each week and give something away. It's giveaway time, What's our giveaway this week? Well, you've got your hand on it.
1: I know. I like my mug.
0: So many people have commented on our mug in the Nest show. They're quite colorful. People are enjoying them. Subscribe and tag five friends, be the first one to do that, and a mug is on its way to you. We love giving it out. I'm just gonna wrap up, Ms. Crystal. Woo, yeah. This was a busy segment. It was. It covered a lot of topics. It did cover a lot. You were a good guest, by the way. I well, am thank very thankful to have you. I'm very thankful to have you here at The desk for real. Hmm. And then I'm thankful that you can help share. I'm so excited for people to go, I learned something today on the Nest podcast and I'm going to go do that at my school. We do a lot of things here at the Nest. It's going to take us a while to unpack it and to share it with you. But we really want to do that. We hope that you're loving this. We hope that you're learning. We hope that it means something to you. We're thankful that you turned it on and watched us. We are extremely thankful that people care. and So we're going to do our best to have the best show we're going to try to be succinct we're going to try to be informative we're going to try to be research-based so thank you so much for coming and miss Carousel as our special guest i'm going to let you take it out
1: goodbye everybody <laughs> thank you for joining us we hope to see you soon